Greetings, and welcome to Agape Fellowship, where we learn the Word of God verse by verse. We are studying Chapter 2 of Matthew's Gospel, and in our last episode, we read that Jesus was born and wise men were looking for him. They went to the local ruler, Herod the Great. The star that led them to the Messiah was the beauty of God's creation. The celestial body ushered in the birth of the divine king, God's own son. Let us listen more to what Matthew has got to say from verse 2. Hope you enjoy the study. Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Now, when you're born, you're typically considered a prince and you don't, you're not considered a king. But in this case, they are coming and asking, where's the king? Because we saw his star in the east. So when he was born, we saw his star. And we've been following the star to come and see him. Scriptures, for we have seen the star in the east. Now let's look at this one, Numbers 24, 15 to 17. Numbers 24, 15 to 17. So he took up his oracle and said, The utterance of Balaam the son of Beor, and the utterance of the man whose eyes are opened, the utterance of him who hears the words of God, and has the knowledge of the Most High, who sees the vision of the Almighty, who falls down, with eyes wide open, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob, a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and batter the brow of Moab, and destroy all the sons of Tumult. Notice this. This is from some a person that we sometimes make fun of, Balaam. He was a prophet of God from Mesopotamia. He was not a prophet in Israel. He was a prophet in Mesopotamia. Talking about different, uh, Len talking about your point of, you know, Zoroastrianism and so on. But here's a guy, he's God's prophet. He's based out of Mesopotamia. He and he's talking about the star that is to rise. A star shall come out of Jacob, a scepter shall rise out of Israel. These are prophecies about a messianic prophecy by this prophet Balaam, we know everything about him, um, yet he was the one prophesying, uh, witnessing from God's Holy Spirit that a, a star shall rise from Jacob. Earlier, when Jacob was blessing his sons, he said this to Judah. Let's look at Genesis 49, 9 to 10. Genesis 49, 9 and 10. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He bows down, he lies down as a lion, and as a lion who shall rouse him. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh comes, and to him shall be the obedience of the people. Notice what he says, the scepter shall not depart from Judah. Scepter is the thing in the hand of the, uh, of the crown, of, or of the emperor, or the king. Balaam testifies that there would be a king. 
and there would be there would be a star rising from Jacob and then here it is even prior to that time way back as Jacob is dying and blessing his sons and going on he prophesies about the scepter that is the kingly authority shall not depart Judah until peace comes Shiloh is peace shall come two oh. prophecies from two different places referring to the star and also referring to this majesty the king uh, from the line of Jacob it wasn't going to be from the line of the Levites but from the line of uh, Judah sorry not Jacob but Judah so how do we uh, you know associate the star of Jacob that is Israel right Jacob is also called Israel with the star that is that is on the sky a star uh, no. Israel because this True. Is yes so that star um, is the one that the um, the uh, magi's in the east saw. He says, "Where is he that is born king of the Jews?" And they are asking and saying, "Because the four can be said as because we have seen his star in the east. For we have seen his star, the king's star, in the east, and we have come to worship him." Now, does anybody know how they knew this? I mean, did they have, did they have the Hebrew scriptures and they saw this uh, uh, thing about the star and Jacob and figured it out? Or what? Does anybody know? So this is the one that I'd mentioned earlier about it's the possibility. We don't have any way of knowing how did you know this, other than they saw the stars. They inferred because they knew how to read the signs in the star in the skies. Number one, number two, which is more a possibility. We don't have direct evidence of it, but the fact that Daniel was the chief of the Magi's in Babylon and in the and the uh, Persian Empire, so he was a chief. He was one of the heads of all of them, and it's possible that it was then conveyed that there would be a star in Jacob and he would be the king. The one that rises from the book of Numbers. Uh, it's referring to the star of Jacob and the scepter. And also again, uh, the prophecy about Judah. So they are all in the scriptures. They did not take their scriptures. Not one jot or tittle is changed. And this, look at, if the Jews are so specific about every bit of that information, we must use that same level of scrutiny when we look at them. We're not used to that kind of scrutiny, but we must. If one word applies to star of Jacob, if one sentence talks about a scepter not departing Judah. That is sufficient for me. That must be sufficient for the believer to say, I've seen two evidence of the scepter, one in Numbers, one here in uh, from Jacob, that there would be a king in the line of, in, in the lineage of Judah. And that there would be a star that would arise. Now, it could have been a physical star. It could have been just that, you know, just a fantastic person, which is also the case. Um, however, all those things are... Do you think are, it could have been... Yes. Could have been. Go ahead, Eugene. Do you think it could have been an angel, maybe? We're going to talk because about that, too. Because the stars don't move and then stop. 
Yes, yeah. we're going to be talking oh, okay. about that in a moment. You stole my thunder on that one. <laughs> okay. But yes, uh, it could be that too. Because the star, we are also told that they are, the angels are stars as stars in the heavens. So it is there, you cannot deny that possibility. So, yes. It's obvious that Howard couldn't see the star or would it, they, would, he, they would have gone there immediately with, their, uh, with, the, with his troops. And, and in fact, his... you, that was an excellent segue into my next point. Oh, uh, verse number three. When Herod the king heard it, he was troubled and all Jerusalem. Guess what? That's exactly what Lenny, you just mentioned. He was not a proponent of scriptures just like the Magi's were. Is it even possible that the Magi's knew the Jewish scriptures? Uh -huh. It is also a possibility. Guess what? Balaam is from Mesopotamia. Uh, Daniel lived and died in Babylon. Many, many Jews did not come back from Babylon. Uh, and these were the good figs that were taken away. Remember Habakkuk and good figs. They were taken, they settled, and they had such a good life in Babylon and in Persia, they never came back. Now, they didn't abandon scriptures. They took their scriptures with them. Now, it is possible that they did such a fantastic job in Babylon and in Persia that they all knew Jewish scriptures and they were just as good as experts as the rabbis were back in Jerusalem because they are brilliant people. There's also a possibility there may be lost prophecies of Daniel that, we, that only stayed there. And we don't have to have it lost. We have the prophecies here, and this is sufficient of an evidence. We don't need any more evidence. Oh, okay. Because well, remember, this is, this is the main thing, is that we must be as particular about these bits of evidence that come to us saying that this is sufficient for me. And if there were other evidence, that's great. But even without it, I already have my information that I need. Well, don't, doesn't some astronomer um, uh, talk about this star and uh, show from the history of stars that it, it existed? Uh, the astronomer probably never knew the Jewish scriptures. No, 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 no. But I mean, the modern day astrologer, I mean, not astrologer, ast Astro astronomy. Astronomer. Yeah. That, that has a whole program yeah. about, you know, going back into history and, and identifying the star. I don't know how they did it, but if they did, good for them. I don't know. Yeah. Possibly. And and does it have to be a star or could it be a comet? Don't know. It says star in the east, and so I'll say star. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, it could be. I, I Let's not get hung up on the star. Let's move on from the star, shall we? <laughs> Um, so King Herod was troubled. Why? Because he didn't know. When Herod heard it, he was troubled. Herod was constantly on the guard and threat. Remember, I told you that he was sort of like this middle buffer that was there. And he, he was always suspicious to the point that he killed. Uh, he murdered his wife. Uh, he murdered his mother. He, uh, he, just, he killed his son Antipater and uh, two other sons, Alexander and Aristobulus. So he kills everybody. If there was even a hint that someone was going to usurp or become the king, he would make sure that that person was dead. And guess what happens? When somebody from far away country says, look, we saw the star of the king that rose, the king of the Jews that and we saw the star, where is he? Do you think Herod is going to take it lightly? 
he is now panicking. He's already in a precarious state with the entire Jewish state trying to keep the calm. And now here comes word that there's a king that has risen amongst, and he's a baby, but he's already referred to as the king. So Herod, want, who wanted to be accepted by the Jews, was not a Jewish, as I mentioned to you, he was an Edomite. And he was troubled and all Jerusalem was troubled. The fact that all Jerusalem was troubled uh, was significant to Herod. You see, why is it significant? We got to understand the background behind this. First of all, the, um, Herod, the Roman emperor, the Roman empire had placed Herod where he is, and he struck deals with the Jewish leadership to maintain a cobbled together, a very precarious peace arrangement amongst them. In the past, before Herod, there was one chief priest. But during his time, and you will see during the crucifixion time, there were two chief priests. How did they figure that out? How did they make that happen? Well, first of all, Herod killed the Sanhedrin. 300 people, he just killed them, number one. Number two, he installed his own folks. Why? Because he wanted to somehow manage peace. These are all the things in saying, oh, here comes a monkey wrench. You know, I tried to set this all up together, sort of cobble this piece, and here comes a guy. You know, look at these guys from the east coming and saying, where is the guy born king? We have come to worship him. So all of Jerusalem, in the sense, not the local Jewish people, but the leadership who was trying to maintain peace, suddenly all the stuff hit the ceiling. Verse four, and when he gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of all the people, of the people together, he inquired of them where Christ was to be born. So they said in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. But you Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. So Herod, what does he do? He gathers all the people and he says, where is this newborn king? He says, do you know anything about this? And so the Jewish leaders say, yeah, there's a quote in our scriptures by this one guy. Uh, and they quote Micah chapter two, Micah 5, 2, which is what he quotes here. And quoting the uh, Micah 5.2, the chief priests and the scribes, they understood that Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, um, and it was just a little town, little village. Um, so, uh, the, yes, that's where he should be born. From this package, uh, passage in Micah, they understood that not only would the Messiah be born in Bethlehem, but that he would also rule and he would shepherd his people Israel. Now, none of this is making Herod any happier. First of all, he's born king. Second of all, here it's, in my, it's just down the street, you know, five miles down from here is Bethlehem. And thirdly, he's this prophecy says that he is going to shepherd my, his people Israel. In other words, he's going to take over Israel. You think Herod is going, if you were king Herod, you think you're going to be happy? First of all, you're a crazy guy. 
Now you hear this news, you're going to be just, you would have flipped, you would have lost it. And the prophecy, as you know, is Micah 5.2. We won't read it, but you know where it is. We've read this before. Now, here's the thing. There's this one prophecy about Bethlehem being the place of birth. Look at how seriously they took that one word, that one statement by a minor prophet that too, Micah. But they held on to it. For us, we must learn to be of that same view. If scripture says something one time about something, do not poo-poo it. Go dig into it because that is the truth. Then it's for us to, whatever our view is, to change our view to align with that scripture. If not for you, um, then the scripture is at that point just simply um, words. But that's not the case. For uh, the Jews, those words meant a lot. And they were not one jot or tittle would change. So look at the significance to them. It's just that one verse about Bethlehem being the place of the Messiah's birth. Verse 7, then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go, search carefully for the young child. And when you find him, when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may go and worship him. So Herod determines what time the wise men did not show up at the manger, as I mentioned to you. And so he says, you know, why don't you go and find out more about this young child and then come and let me know so that I too can go and worship him. Verse 9, when they heard the king, they departed and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over the, uh, where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with great, with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed their own country in another way. Notice what it says, and this is the portion I was holding off on. The star continued to lead them. And, and here's another thing. This is my point and which Eugene mentioned earlier also, which is, is it possible it's an angel? Because star, angels are called stars. Um, and so star continued to, and it appears that this is a supernatural phenomenon because notice what it says. It came to a standstill where the young child was. I've never seen a star that does a standstill. And then the uh, king and the wise men rejoiced when they saw the star because it stopped. I haven't seen a comet that puts a full stop. Oh, stop right here. I've not seen one like that. And I have not seen a star that they leave the king's palace and suddenly the star shows up. Just come walk with me. I'm going to take you there. Yes, Steve. 
two things I noticed uh, a while back in reading this. One is, I well, didn't the, uh, I think it's in Matthew, uh, not in Matthew, in Luke, didn't the uh, shepherds, shepherd boys also see the star? Shepherd boys uh, saw the angels. Okay. And they were told by the angels to that the king is uh, that uh, baby, uh, um, yeah, the Messiah has been born. But in this passage, King Herod is holding court. He calls in the the Jewish priests, and he has the the um, visitors there, and he sends. It says he sent them, and they left. It doesn't appear that any of the priests. Oh, were, none of them left. None of them went. Were with interested. Them. Interested. That, yeah, that they didn't. Oh, they didn't care. Um, <laughs> didn't care. They just sat there. It, it seems like that, and that just the magi, if you yeah. will, went. Yeah. And I always thought, I you know, I found I it hit me recently while uh, last Christmas while I was reading it. Yeah. Um, they were not bothered. They were they not uh, curious about who is this, where is this. After all, our that, scriptures says it. And it gives you a good example of where the nation of Israel was spiritually at that point, or at least in Jerusalem anyway. Yeah, yeah. And this is the other reason why all of Jerusalem was worried, concerned, is because they were just there as a political appointee. They were not there um, to serve the Lord. They were there to keep the peace. And so that's what. And so um, back to the star is that it came and it stopped there. Now also notice... Now, now, if I go out into the night sky, if I go out there right now and take a look up at the stars, and I see a star, I could not go to the house that was under that star. Exactly. Exactly. So that gives a reason that this is perhaps more than just a generic star. There's something more to this mysterious star than just a star in the sky. There's something more to it than that. What it Excuse is. me, Anil. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. You know, I mean, this is something that was supernatural and it was a sign. So it, it could have been a star. And of course, you know, God can do anything. Nothing yeah. is impossible for him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely. What I meant to say is that it's not one of the just as Nels looks up in the sky kind of a star. It could be something very supernatural. Something unique. Oh. Oh, sorry, you got... Something ahead. very unique. Adele? Yes. It's obvious that star continued because the, the, the Magi didn't arrive to, to, to uh, Bethlehem until like a year after the uh, the actual birth. That is right. Uh, that's correct. Birth. So it's, they saw the star in the east and they come looking for him. And notice when they come to see him in this portion that we just read, um, it says he came. they came and saw the young child. It's no longer a baby. Did you notice that? It's no longer a baby. It's the child and Mary is mother. And notice also, it's a home, not the manger. It is in a home somewhere. So time has passed. We don't know exactly how old this young child was, perhaps between six months and 18 months or so. There's a reason why I'm saying that. Um, but it was not the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes as the shepherds saw. This was a young child, perhaps running around, playing, and you know, just being a little child. Sure, I'm still. Yes, uh, yes brother. 
I'm still uh, thinking about Magi's. Yes. What made them so foolish to go to the king to ask for the baby? When they were guided by the star, why were they left the star in between and went to that king? <laughs> why? Good question. Did the did the angel stop? I mean, did the star stop? Did they did it stop in Bethlehem? Uh, I'm sorry, in Jerusalem, because Jerusalem was the capital. Yeah. So did they assume it? Did they leave the star and said, okay, now that we've come to Jerusalem, the baby's probably here because it's the, the capital city. This is the eternal city. Yeah, I, I believe that they used their wisdom there. They're right, exactly. When we apply our wisdom, that's how we become foolish. But when we are led by the Holy Spirit of God, that's where God guides us. Like the difference between man leading by the Holy Spirit of God, man using his own brain. Wisdom. Very good. Very good point. So they left the star and went to ask Herod, whereas when they came out, the star was still there and they led him to the baby. What a fulfillment of prophecy by Micah and the prophets. The birth of the Messiah was big news to the ruling establishment of the day. Sadly, the priesthood wasn't too keen to know who this Savior was. But the wise men rejoiced that they were near to meeting him. Join us in the next episode to see how the events unfold. Till then, God bless.